to you in peace from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. From beautiful Hotel Candelaria in Antigua, Guatemala, my name is Sean Smith, and on behalf of myself and my beautiful wife, Don Maurice, hello. Welcome to Now is the Time. It is my privilege to welcome to the Mobile Pro Podcast booth, stove crew number three, numero tres. I'm going to have the team introduce themselves, starting with Hope. I'm Hope Kahn, and I'm from Gilbert, Arizona. I'm Peter Kahn, I'm from Gilbert, Arizona. Michael Barron's Van Hees from Oregon, Wisconsin. Maddox Kahn from Gilbert, Arizona. Lady and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Why were you giggling there, uh, Maddox? What was so funny? <laughs> I don't know. It was, I don't know. It's just so official sounding. Yeah, yeah. you were like, you're like, hello everybody. I'm like, like the weatherman. <laughs> <laughs> you never heard my podcast voice before, right? No. <laughs> it was just different. And I was like, <laughs> and I, yeah. It is kind of funny now that you mention it. So we're so excited that you're all here. We have uh, a veteran in Michael. He's been here many years, and now is an aficionado on the guitar. It was so fun playing with mm-hmm. my former student, I guess, for lack of a better term, um, to play VBS today. Uh, what did you think of VBS today? It was your first experience uh, seeing VBS in Guatemala. What, what were your first impressions? It was fun, and I only understood half of the stuff, though, because it was in Espe- Spanish. Espanol. Right. <laughs> right. It wasn't too different from VBS that we do in, like, Arizona and stuff like that, just in Spanish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Songs, mm-hmm. crafts, games, right? Mm-hmm. Story. The games were fun. I like the games, but but uh, but um, well, when the little kids did it, it was really when the younger ones did it, it was really funny, <laughs> in my opinion, because <laughs> they bonk. <laughs> because why? They were like, well, we played this game when you would put a ball over your head, and sometimes they'd like hit their head. It was really funny. It's a big rubber ball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was funny. It was. You guys were having fun out there. Mm-hmm. It was really, that was fun for us to see. We got to make new friends. So that's really interesting, Maddox. You don't speak Spanish, right? Yet you didn't have any problem making friends today. Um, No. How do you do that? Not speaking the language yet. You you were playing games and running all over the place with them. I looked at my card. You looked at your card. To explain what that is, what card? Well, it hasn't. Our card is a name tag that gets pinned onto our shirt, and if you flip it over on the other side, it shows you a few Spanish words, like, what is your name, and my name is, and stuff like that. So that, you found that helpful? You were able to yeah. use it? Yeah. yeah. And then from there on, it's just like using your hands and... Point. Yeah, I'm pointing. Yeah, you, you made a lot of friends, too, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Not intimidating at all? It's just... No. Yeah, isn't that great? She's very motherly, Hope is. So little girls are attracted to her and sits on her lap. And Maddox is like the, the party boy and <laughs> the organizer of games. And so all the boys just flock to him. They, they, they'll just play dodgeball with hats. And I guess the biggest thing I took away from it is just the, uh, you know, just there's just something universal about the matter of where you are, right? So in 
even though I come to uh, Guatemala expecting to serve in villages, like I don't know what I was expecting, Aborigines, <laughs> but it wasn't like that at all. Just like there's just like regular people, and you know what? I was talking to Jose yesterday about like, well, how many kids do you have? Oh, you know, I, I just, you know, the, I always make a public service announcement like, don't have too many kids because I have four myself. So I was like, mucho trabajo, cuatro niños, and he was laughing, you know. So we all get it. Same joke, you know, my. My same bad joke works here too. <laughs> so um, yeah, it just it's it's really great, you know. But one thing I do notice about the the VBS today is that I realize these kids they don't get this every day. You right. Know, they probably outside of these few weeks that you're here, Sean. This I don't know if they get any other exposure. I mean, they have a monastery here. I don't know if they do VBS. But no. Probably not. No. Yeah, it's very true. They were. Do you see how shy they were at the beginning of VBS when Michael and I were up there in front, you know, with the guitars, and they they just looked like, who are these giant white men in front of us <laughs> and being really loud? And like at first, they were just very very shy. Did you notice that? But then by the end of the day, they're all singing and moving their. Hands. And also, I think they're all kind of like embarrassed to dance because nobody would dance. At the beginning, mm. until later, and everybody was like, "Ooh!" and just playing and dancing. Yeah, they were really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were you going to say, Hope? It reminded me of the first stove that we built today, because we kept, like, inviting the kids to, like, play with us and stuff, but they were, like, too shy to come over and stuff. So, like, there's, like, these two girls that were, like, hiding in their room just like, watching us, and then we're like, come on, like, come play with us, and they were like, no. But by the end, they are like, playing with us and laughing and stuff like that. And they also have a different hide-and-go-seek, just, like, to point that out. <laughs> it's a little bit different than ours. How is it different? Okay, well, so let's say that they counted on their bed, <clears throat> and they get up, and if they find you... Then they have to tag the bed before you do, and then... But if you tag it before they do... So that's why people, like, hide behind the wall that they're counting on. So then, like, right when they get off, you can just tag it. Yeah. It's, a, it's different, because usually when I play, it's just... You just find them game over. <laughs> yeah. Hide and see tag. Hide and see tag, yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not really tag. It's just, like, tag the wall. Mm-hmm. Touch the home base. Yeah, touch home base. It's amazing to me that you figured out these different <laughs> rules without speaking the language. I think that's just so cool. And you, you were doing this in the, in the home? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So one of the things we say at the beginning of the week here, if you guys remember, is that the most important thing that you do is what, Hope? <laughs> Play with the kids. Play with the kids, mm-hmm. right? That the stoves will get built. Even if it rains, we'll figure out a way to get the stoves built after we go home. But you can't replace that time with the kids. And I remember yesterday, the first day, uh, I was asking you guys, so how how'd the stove's going? You're like, great, we just we played with the kids the whole time. And I was like, yes, because that's it. That's 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 what it's all about. They're really cute, too. Like, mm-hmm. They're like really small. <laughs> they're smaller. And like there's not a lot of like more older, my age, kids. But it's fine because, well... They speak, like, bigger words that I don't understand. While the younger ones, they just speak, like, simple mm-hmm. Spanish words mm-hmm. that are easier. And they're really cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So I'm always curious <clears throat> about your story of how you got here, uh, how you ended up coming here. In the early days, most people who came on this mission uh, came because they met me or somebody who uh, has come on the mission before. And uh, I never met you before I met you at the airport. And so I'm curious how you guys got here, and Peter especially, how you decided to bring uh, two of your children. Well, I met uh, John Dennis at uh, Thrive Conference. So Thrive is a conference where you know entrepreneurs get together and learn how to not just make money, but make money matter. So that's where we met, and uh, we're in the mastermind together there. And and there he shared that he you know has a buddy that goes to the mission in Guatemala, Bill Stowe. So I'm like, oh, that's different because usually, you know, humanitarian things is like you go and build a house, or you bring food or whatever. But Bill Stowe's that's interesting. And uh, so it kind of planted a seed, and my wife and I talked about it. And, and at the time when we attended Thrive, we already started this journey of, you know, giving back more. You know, we were already, you know, giving a certain percentage of our revenue from our business to charity. But that was just writing a check. You know, we want to do more hands-on stuff. And uh, so this was just a great opportunity. And we have, you know, a 12-year-old, Hope, and Maddox is 10. There's just the, the right age to come to these kind of stuff, found out that this mission is totally kid-friendly. So, yeah, just decided to use this as a chance for me to spend time with them. My wife's at home, home down the floor with the two younger ones. So, uh, but it's a great time for me to spend quality time with them and serve and give and for them to experience another country, another culture. I mean, I haven't seen them having, I mean, they have fun at home, but I haven't seen them have continuous fun like all day, you know, uh, like this in a long time so it just mm. tells you tells me that this environment is safe it's kid friendly and they're they're getting multiple things out of it you know not just serving and playing with the kids but it just um you know just the cultural aspect of it it's just really important so couldn't be happier you know about the decision to bring them here Praise God. Michael, you work with kids. You have some children of your own, about the same age as some of the kids who are here. But I think this may be the first time you've had kids on your crew. Is that right? Yeah, it is the first time that, as a team lead, I've had kids on my crew. Yeah, so tell me how that's been. It's a different dynamic. And uh, I, I just love watching you guys together as a crew. You're heading out and coming back and debriefing and all that stuff. And so... Uh, Talk about that a little bit, working well, I just with these love, guys. I love working with young people, so for me it's just really fulfilling to be able to, I guess, work at, play different roles. You know, in some regards, I'm the, the team lead, so I'm making sure that I'm watching what's going on with the stove installation and trying to anticipate any of the problems and trying to, I'm also sort of the, the team translator because I speak more than anyone else on our team. But then to add that extra layer of having the young people here with me just makes it all the more enjoyable for me. Um, I always love the balance of of newbies and veterans. I think it's always for an interesting uh, an interesting team. And you mentioned something, Peter, about you know bringing your children. We have we have a lot of. Uh, Parents who are considering coming on the mission, and you know, Michael and I have talked about this before. Um, there's a lot of parents who are concerned about safety. That's the number one concern. They say, "I can never bring." Like you were saying, 
you know, I have a 10-year-old and a 12-year-old, and they're the perfect age to, <laughs> to come on a mission. And I've had so many parents say, oh, wait till my kids are like 16 or 18 or 21. You know, they're just concerned about that. How would you uh, address parents and their concerns about bringing children? You've been here for a few days now. Well, you know what? Uh, taking kids abroad is a new experience for me. Um, we started this past December through Thrive Conference. We did a Mexico retreat. So I went to Mexico, Ensenada, for a mission there. That was the first time I did an official mission. It was just my wife and I left the kids at home. Yay! And <laughs> March, we decided that experience was so positive, we decided to bring all of our children, make a family trip out of it. Went back to the Ensenada in March of this year and wow. did a family mission because wow. we had a, made a connection with people with the person there on the ground. So we brought a bunch of you know donations and just did that. And you know, and the thing is, prior to that, I'm always like Larry. You know, I live in Arizona, so it's always like okay, Rocky Point, just a few hours away. That's like the beach in Mexico. That's closest to Arizona. So a lot of people vacation there. And for me, it's always like oh, Mexico, gee, you know, another country. So we never even did that just for our own personal travel. But once we went to Ensenada, we realized, hey, it's safe. You just gotta you know know where you're supposed to be. And and usually, people are nice. You know, like just don't do don't go to some place that's gonna be like Tijuana, maybe not so safe, but Ensenada was really safe. So that gave me some experience with that. Mm. And then Guatemala, you know, it's kind of like, oh, is this safe? And obviously talking to you, you know, talking to John Dennis, who's our friend that introduced us to you, he'd say, hey, it's totally safe, you know. And it, so now that I'm here, I would say for those, those of you listening, considering to bring your children here, uh, Antigua is a beautiful city, first of all. Uh, I feel completely safe here. Um, you know, walking around the streets, just some of just really nice people. They're just people just trying to live their life. You know, they're not, you know, there's like in Mexico, a lot of people, you know, try to come in like, hey, you know, buy this, buy that. Mm. I, I don't see that here, you know. So in some sense, I get less harassment from merchants. Mm. So, and the hotel's beautiful here and uh, it's a great setup. So, yeah, if you're considering bringing kids, I mean, I would have brought all of my children except. You know, it just wouldn't be fun for me anymore because then I'm just becoming a full-time babysitter. <laughs> That's why I didn't bring the younger one. But, you know, now that I've been here, I will consider come here for vacation just mm -hmm. to take my kids to Guatemala and have – to Antigua specifically just a vacation. So right. if you're going to come on an organized mission where Sean is organizing all this, for sure, bring the kids. And I think I've heard – you know, as young as one-year-old has been here. Yeah. Uh, I have a six and a four in addition to two sitting here. I will bring them next time we come too, you know, mm -hmm. as long as, it, you know, uh, yeah, if we feel like it's not too much work for, for the parents. Not that I don't feel safe to not bring them. It's just purely just, you know, how much work I want to do when I'm here, you know, so. That's great to hear. <clears throat> That's awesome. Let's talk about the stoves and the families that you visited, some of the homes that you've gone into. I assume they're a little different from the homes that you've visited in the U.S., Yes. I'm seeing nods around the table, nods of yes, yes. Slight differences. <laughs> Hope, how would, you, how would you describe the differences of the homes here uh, as opposed to your home or other homes in the U.S.? Um, well, it's obviously different, and it, most of them are different rooms made out of, like, I remember the first house we went to, there's like just like three walls and then like bubble wrap over it, which was different. And 
uh, most of the um, most of the houses are just a bunch of rooms around like a um, center area, like open area <laughs> of land. Where yeah, they, like a garden or a, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's usually where they like hang their clothes or like um, like put their animals and stuff. There's a lot more animals here than other homes in Arizona and America. Um, and the families are very welcoming and they care a lot. M not more, like more, but like not overwhelming. They care <laughs> and they care about you being there and they care about like the stoves and they just are very grateful for what we're doing. Well put. They are very grateful. How would you describe <clears throat> the homes being different than in the U.S.? Well, the difference, I see one, which I feel happy that we're building this stove because I see a whole, on our first house, I saw like a whole wall full of wood. So I realized I was saving them some time. They still need wood for the stove, but at least we're saving them some time. Yeah, and, like, the stoves wood. burn 70% less wood. Yeah, so I was... Yes, yeah, and um, I realized that, well, not all the houses were in extreme, extreme poverty. Like, mm -hmm. my first house that I went to, it was, it still had, had um, actually, the, the kid there named Jose, he was, um, he had a room with tile and two beds, and he had a bunch of books everywhere and soap and stuff like that. And I was like, wow, I didn't expect that. And But, like, outside of that, they have, like, like Hopi said, there's, like, an area out there. It's, like, in the middle. It's not, I've never seen gardens yet, but, like, it's more of, like, just a dirt place. Just, like, a bunch of dirt where, like, they run around and stuff and have fun. And um, on one of the houses that we went to today, it had, they were building something. I don't know what it was. And I saw them building something, so that got me excited. And I noticed that on the that they're very, very kind people, but they're also shy. Like I was pretty shy too. Like it's not like I'm not gonna be shy, but they're they're a little His bit more shy. family is snickering and laughing at this point. <laughs> wow. <okay. laughs> uh, I should stop talking. But <laughs> anyways, but like. They're kind of a little bit more shy. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I think that's true. But I really, but at the end, we're all playing together and it's a lot of fun. Mm. But also, one more thing different than at US houses, I realized that there's no fans in the rooms. Right. They have no fans. So, on the first house we went to, he, this, the younger, the five year old that we saw, we were like fanning him. He's like, oh. <laughs> and we were fanning him with a bunch of papers and stuff, and he got really excited with that. And, yeah. Yeah, it can get really hot, especially if the ceiling is low, because those metal roofs, they really heat up. I don't know if you've been near the roofs and in any of your stove installs. Were you Hope? Uh, well, kind of. Um, when they cut out the piece for the chimney, I, like, touched the metal pot. Not the metal pot. The metal piece. And it was really hot, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, if you get a chance to, <clears throat> you know, either draw the circle or 
cut the hole. Uh, if you anywhere near the top of that roof, especially today, it's really sunny. I was up there, and I, it's just, right, Michael? I mean, yeah. it's just unbelievably hot. Yeah, Maddox cut one of the holes today. Did a great Get job. out, yeah. really? Bing, 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 bing. <laughs> a lot of that. And then my dad took over. Mm-hmm. And they had this weird red glue tape. <laughs> well, it, well it, it like, it's sealing. Silica. Yeah, it's sealing glue, so it's like, it does it really quick. It you're talking dries about really quick. The like, red silicone yeah, that we yeah, use? Yeah. The high it dries really silicone. quick. Mm-hmm. But it looked like tape to me. I was like, is that like tape or something? But I'm like, no, it couldn't be tape because he took it out of like a liquid thing. You mm-hmm. know? It's like, nope, it's just silicone. So, it's a high temperature silicone. It's actually used uh, to repair engines. So it can take extreme heat because it's the chimney. And the chimney is really hot and the roofs can get really hot too. So that's why we use that to seal the water from coming from the rain. Uh, Peter, your first impression of these stoves. It's the first time I'm sure you've seen anything like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you mentioned to me something along the lines of they're so simple. Expand on that. Yeah, just basically a bunch of cinder blocks. Kind of you arrange it like Jenga. Right. <laughs> and then just the weight of the blocks themselves stabilizing it. And then the, you just all natural materials that you would just get like ashes you know that to as to seal in the space so the smoke wouldn't escape uh you know a few fabricated parts of metal for the stove tops but it's a great design and i just can't believe how cost efficient it is i think you said it's 120 some dollars 129 dollars yeah. i mean it's it's a great solution to a problem just put it that way and and yeah i'm struck by the simplicity of it and how wild that thing heats up that you know we just cook up some hot dogs right there so it's great in a couple minutes Mm -hmm. it's amazing it is amazing michael i always love asking uh, veterans uh why they returned i we're glad that you did but i'm always curious uh you've this is your fourth year fourth yeah um and you're a busy guy, and you were here last week. You were here for two weeks. You were here last week with one of the other mission teams that we helped get started, and uh, this week. So, why'd you return this year? Well, I'd say I find the the entire experience is really fulfilling for me. Um, from meeting a new group of people for each of the mission weeks that I'm here. And every time I'm here, especially when I'm here for two weeks, I always think at the end of the first week, there's no way that we could possibly have such an awesome group of people next week. And there's no way that the entire experience of vacation Bible school and installing the stoves and meeting new people and staying at the hotel and the worship services that we have and the wonderful food, how could it possibly stand up? And then the next week is amazing in, in its own way. And I've been here one weeks ranging from I think there were eight or nine of us one year a couple years ago. Yeah. To just a couple dozen of us, less than twenty of us this week. To last week I was here with close to fifty people. Right. And so huge range and ages ranging from five years old up to people in their mid seventies and everybody's involved and everyone's having this great experience. And uh, for me personally, I guess if I had to choose one specific thing, I'd say that it's the Vacation Bible School. 
of being able to have that experience of being surrounded by these children and, and getting to know them and the, the games and the music and the crafts and everything is just fabulous. I just love it. Mm. Is there any um, final thoughts you have for people listening, either family, friends, supporters, or uh, anyone else that uh, you would want to just share some final thoughts with? Well, I think for the stove, it's all really simple, except for the cutting the hole part. It's a little bit harder for me. And, well, it's the hardest part, and it's a lot of bang, banging around. It is. And... It, and I just think that it's really cool how you can meet all these kids and have fun. Yeah. Um, I, I just think um, I'm very happy that I made the decision decision to bring them, and um, you know to share experience like that with your kids. And, and you know what I guess the most f fulfilling part is watching them play with the kids. Mm. You know, it's um, you know, it's kind of seeing them in their element, seeing my kids in their own element. You know, to be able to like just, and they're having fun, but they're helping people at the same time. And it's like, okay, you know, they're not just here complaining about things; they're here actually like doing something very helpful, and that's playing. You know, so <laughs> it's great. Final thoughts, hope. Um. I think it's just a really cool experience for anyone of any age. And like uh, Michael said, the vacation Bible school is really fun. Making stoves is really fun. Playing with all the kids are really is really fun. And it's just a, like a really good experience. I guess I'd just add that if anyone's thinking about coming to really give it some thought and some prayer and... Uh, ask any one of us more about it you won't be able to shut us up it's just an amazing experience and um, I hope to continue coming back and I hope to continue to encourage people in my life to come and join me here because it's just amazing well we are so grateful for all of you uh, coming here and for all those who helped make it possible for you to be here um, for your wife uh, taking care of the home front while you were able to come and uh, experience this. And, and Michael, your wife and your church being so supportive of you. And um, we say this many times, we can't do this without you, obviously. Um, nor would we want to, because it's a far richer experience with all of you. So on behalf of Dom Reese and myself and Lillian, Corazon de los Niños, all the volunteers, uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for sharing your heart and your time, your resources. Thank you for your service to our Lord and to his children here in Guatemala. And thanks for sharing your stories on the podcast. You're welcome. Thank you for having us. So that's all the time we have for now from Antigua, Guatemala. If you'd like more information about our mission, team photos, audio podcasts, blog posts, or even YouTube videos, visit our mission website at nowisthetimeformissions.com. That's nowisthetimeformissions.com. And until next time, this is Sean Smith saying Dios te bendiga. May God bless you. Vaya con Dios. Go with God. Pero no inmediatamente.